Hello, this is Pastor Stephen Anderson from Faithful Word Baptist Church in Tempe, Arizona. And today I want to talk about the Star of David. Now, this is a really big symbol for the Jews. In fact, the Israeli flag features the Star of David. If you go over to the home of a Jew, you'll often see decorations that include the Star of David. And we're told that this star has something to do with David. But yet, when you look this up in the Bible, you'll never find any Star of David or any star that's associated with David. Uh, I asked four different uh, Jewish leaders, rabbis, I asked them, is the Star of David found in the Bible? They said no. I asked them, where does it come from? What does it mean? And they said they don't know where it comes from. But supposedly this is just a, a godly symbol. And even Christians today will often wear the Star of David and promote the Star of David to show their support for Israel. They, they sport the, the Star of David. Let me show you what that star really is. It's, it's not of David. Listen to Acts 7.43. The Bible says, Yea, ye took up the tabernacle of Moloch, and the star of your god Remphan, figures which ye made to worship them, and I will carry you away beyond Babylon. So the Bible says that in the Old Testament, when the children of Israel worshipped other gods, they made a star that they worshipped. They made a figure or an image of a star that they worshipped, and that was called the star of Remphan. And so he said, you took up the star of your God, Remphan. So there's no star of David in the Bible, but there definitely is a star of Remphan. Now let me ask you this. Are the Jews today in modern Israel worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ? Because the Bible says that if you don't have the Son, you don't have the Father. So you can't sit there and say that they're worshiping God the Father. They don't acknowledge Jesus, but they are worshiping God the Father. No, God said if you don't have the Son, you don't have the Father. Therefore, they do not have the same God that we have today. So they're worshiping a false God. And so does it surprise you that the star that they use as a symbol of their false religion that worships another God is mentioned in the Bible as the star of Remphan? Accountability is God's job. But it's not solely God's job. No, it's our job too. We will be the plan. We are never going to give up. When the truth is known to the entire world, we are going to have extreme accountability. Good evening and welcome to the Stu Peters Show. Unsurprisingly, this war in Gaza is creating bizarre alliances here in the United States. Pastor John Hagee is a right-wing televangelist who's hit every trope that spiritual Christians in American Christianity like to hit. He raised a boatload of money off of his fans by spiritually manipulating them. He's predicted the arrival of the end times incorrectly and then just pff, moved on without missing a beat. And like so many Christian pastors in America, he somehow elevated this unquestioning support for Israel as some kind of a core element of the Christian faith. In fact, he claimed that God sent Hitler to perpetrate the Holocaust in order to punish Jews for not creating the state of Israel quickly enough. Last month, Hagee got invited to speak at a March for Israel rally in Washington, D.C. Now, that's actually pretty weird, because this wasn't a right-wing rally. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer was there. So was CNN's self-proclaimed communist Van Jones. And, of course, rhino-leaning GOP Senator Joni Ernst. I mean, those are the political alliances that we get today. Radical left-wing senators and celebrities, rhinos and weirdo pastors, all standing together to say that Supporting Israel is the most important issue in American politics, ahead of the border, ahead of protecting the unborn, ahead of avoiding foreign calamities and quagmires and wars, ahead of the Constitution, ahead of everything. 
All sorts of insanity is getting unleashed these days. Another pastor, Greg Locke, claims to be Christian, but then waves Israeli flags during services. The flag of an explicitly non-Christian country. This Locke fella has even called for blowing up the Dome of the Rock in Jerusalem. Is evacuate up there on the hill and get a great big missile and blow that wicked Dome of the Rock plumb off of the spot where it's standing right now so we can get that third temple rebuilt and us... I mean, by the way, Christ himself said, nobody knows the day or the hour that he will return. So if anyone tells you that doing one thing will cause Christ's return, they're lying to you. Of course, we don't know when it'll happen. We don't know when it will happen, period. Now, look, we're not Muslims, obviously, nor do we like Islam. But people calling to blow up the Dome of the Rock aren't trying to bring about the coming of Christ. No, they're trying to bring about World War III. That's what this has become. Supporting this war on Gaza has become a way for lunatics to indulge their bloodlust entirely out of proportion to anything related to defeating Hamas. They just want war everywhere on the planet, without end and without purpose. Meanwhile, here in the United States, they're demanding the destruction of our basic rights for the purposes of protecting Israel from criticism. On Sunday morning, the Washington Post ran this headline, quote, To fight anti-Semitism on campuses, we must restrict speech. I mean, ignore the headline. This isn't about fighting anti-Semitism. This is literally just about blocking criticism of Israel as a whole, because the regime has equated those two things— when they aren't equal at all. Many of the vocal critics, the most vocal critics of Israel, are literally Jewish themselves. But they aren't just going to ban criticism of Israel, of course. No, while they're at it, we're going to just get blanket bans on hate speech. So soon it will simply be illegal to disagree with the regime on anything. Because anything that we believe or want to say, whether it's on abortion or crime or immigration, will be considered hate. That's the trap that we're walking into right now. When we let these hysterical, over-the-top backers of Israel get their way on everything. We are now setting the stage for the regime to turn around and suppress all of us. Pastor Stephen Anderson, who you saw at the beginning of this segment, is a pastor in Arizona, and he joins us now. Uh, thank, thank you so much for coming. We appreciate you being here. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. And just to comment on what Greg Locke was saying about how we got to get that third temple built. It's so bizarre because if you think about it, Christ in the Gospels predicted that that temple was going to be destroyed. God's judgment came upon Israel in the first century AD. God punished them for rejecting the Lord Jesus Christ. He completely destroyed the nation of Israel. I mean, we know, of course, the the Jewish-Roman War, which took place uh, 66 to 73 AD and the destruction of the temple in 70 AD. And then again, in 135 AD, the Romans wiped out the Jewish nation. Jesus predicted that over and over again in his parables, in his teachings, as a punishment for rejecting the Messiah. Why do they want to rebuild what God has destroyed? And they say, oh, we got to get that third temple built. And they think that somehow they're going to usher in the second coming of Christ by doing that. But really, 
building the third temple is all about bringing in the antichrist it's the, it's the antichrist that's going to sit in that third temple and declare himself to be god and you're absolutely right that you know blowing up that dome of the rock sounds like the beginning of world war three yeah um i i would consider that to be blasphemous w would you well, I think it's blasphemous to fly that that flag in the house of God because flying that flag with that star symbol on it, that, that is a wicked symbol. First of all, it is explicitly the symbol of a false Christ-rejecting religion, Judaism. I mean, while we're at it, why don't we fly a, a yin-yang or symbols of Islam or Buddhism in the house of God? You know, it's a Christian house of worship. Why would you fly a symbol of a religion that explicitly rejects Jesus as the Messiah. And the Bible says, who is a liar, but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ. He is antichrist that denieth the father and the son. And that symbol of that star, it's not just the symbol of the nation of Israel. It's also the symbol of the religion, the Christ rejecting religion of Judaism. Okay, so why would we fly that in a Christian church? Uh, that so, I mean, we're blessed. encouraged by Jesus Christ to be more Jesus-like every single day. This is what we do. We, we fall short of the glory of God every day, which is why we repent, which is why we hit our face, which is why we pray, which is why we humble ourselves before the Lord. Um, mm -hmm. All of these things, right? This is yeah, why absolutely. this is why we get baptized. This is why we seek out the Church of Christ. This is why we joyfully and with a loving and open heart accept the gospel of Jesus Christ. We th these are all of the very simple, by the way. Eternal salvation is very simple. Uh, they tell you exactly what to do. God, Jesus tells you exactly what to do. The Bible tells you exactly what you need to do. Greg Locke and John Hagee are not alone, which, which is confusing to me. And I'm, I'm really trying to understand because I have been labeled uh, one of the most dangerous anti-Semitic, you know, uh, platforms on the face of planet Earth by the Rolling Stone and New York Times and all these other people simply for asking questions. Why this unfettered support, this unquestionable, unwavering support for the nation state of Israel by John Hagee and by Greg Locke and by thousands of other so-called Christian pastors in this country? Why? I'm trying to understand. Well, th there's been a media brainwashing campaign that's going on for literally over a century now. And I can totally sympathize with where these evangelical Christians are coming from because I was raised believing that Israel's wonderful. The Jews are God's chosen people. We've got to support Israel. God's going to curse America if we pull back on supporting Israel. I actually grew up believing that. I remember being newly married, looking at the newspaper and kind of rooting for Israel in all the conflict with the Palestinians and everything. The brainwashing is so deep that even though I read the Bible so many times, I was just I just didn't see it. And then one day when I was about 24 years old, it finally clicked with me. I, I saw, wait a minute, this isn't biblical at all. I'm just repeating things that I've heard. And then I just started seeing on every page of the Bible that the Jews have rejected Christ. They're not God's chosen people. They're no longer the elect of God. But it all started back even in the late 1800s with the beginnings of Zionism. And then you have the Schofield Reference Bible, which is a study Bible that just became ubiquitous amongst Baptists and evangelicals, and it has all these notes promoting this idea. The Bible colleges have been pushing it. TV evangelists have been pushing it. Christian radio stations, uh, obviously right-wing conservatives are constantly pushing these things. It's just people are brainwashed, and, and, and unfortunately, they're listening to more media 
than they are reading the Bible. So the people like Locke and Hagee and the people like Brian Kilmeade or Steve Ducey or Harris Faulkner over on the Fox News channel or any of these Christian radio stations that you mentioned, all of the aforementioned, all of these people could potentially be victims of programming and brainwashing. The media is being intentionally used to spread this propaganda and to perpetuate this, but by by whom? And and to what do they yeah, well, have Greg, to gain? Greg Locke and John Hagee are not victims. They are the perpetrators of this evil. They are the ones pushing it and promoting it and twisting the minds of others. Obviously, the architects of this and the people that are just so rabidly pro-Israel, like the John Hagees and the Greg Locks, who go to such extremes, they're not victims of anything. They are just workers of Satan, period. Okay. But I'm just saying your average evangelical pastor across America, your average Baptist pastor is not just evil and wanting to support the Antichrist and just hail Satan over here. You know, I think Greg Locke and John Hagee are that satanic. But I'm saying they're not alone, like you said. I mean, millions of God-fearing, saved, born-again Christians have bought into this propaganda just because it runs so deep. TV, radio, Bible college, it's its, it's everywhere. So, I mean, so who's at the top look, of that? Who's responsible for, for for making the media do this? Who's paying them to do this? What, what level of infiltration? I don't think anybody has, has to necessarily pay them because Satan is controlling mm-hmm. these people. I mean, the Bible calls the Jews the synagogue of Satan. It says they say they're Jews, but they're not. They're the synagogue of Satan. And so ultimately it's Satan. Obviously, you know, surprise, the Jews also own a lot of media and publishing companies. So yeah, obviously they can control those things if we want to look at it from an earthly perspective. But, you know, spiritually, the devil's behind it. Yeah. So these people are in league with Satan. They're being used by Satan. Used is a very, very important word because we've been told that Satan will use people as will God, as will Jesus, will use people, even people who are not saved, Jesus will use them. God will use people that uh, have rebuked the gospel to spread the gospel. Nobody Mm -hmm. knows what his timing is. Nobody knows when he's coming back. If you look at BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, the Rothschilds, these people fund the majority of the media. Is there a serious Zionist infiltration and a danger to our country and to the world, looking at World War III, possible nuclear you know, uh, fallout, how dangerous is Zionism and how real is its infiltration? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's extremely dangerous. The, the infiltration is obvious. Once, once your eyes are open on this subject, you just can't stop seeing it everywhere. Uh, ultimately we do know that these things are coming. You know, we don't know, like you said, we don't know when, but world war three is coming and it's going to be a bloodbath. Unlike anything the world's ever seen, because it's going to surpass what we saw in World War One and World War Two, And it is for sure coming at some point. And I don't want to cheerlead for it or be rooting for it. I want peace. And, and you would think that Christians would be for peace, not for just blowing up anybody, you know, and just wanting to just bomb all the Muslims and everything. And, and you know, what's amazing to me is, is how hateful Christians are toward Muslims. And look, I'm I'm totally against Islam. Islam is wicked. I mean, I can't say enough bad things about Islam, but so is Judaism. And, you know, but we don't hate the people that are deceived by Islam. We want to win them to Christ. We want to win Jews to Christ. But these people don't want to win Jews to Christ. They want to support them in their evil Christ-rejecting religion. You know, the, the best thing we could do for Jews is to tell them that whosoever believeth in Christ shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So, you know, tell them to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. As, as part of my desire to understand all of this, 
you know, I, I, I like to ask questions about the majority of people who have been programmed, right? I mean, because I, we're, t- we're talking about my own family here. So just me personally, from my own perspective, I have family members who have told me, you need to be really careful about the things that you're saying about Israel on your show. These are God's mm-hmm. chosen people. This is the, you know, this is the holy land that you're talking about. I, I mean, I have lost friends. I had some crazy guy that calls himself a pastor in my town where I live drive up to my house and berate me in front of my children and told me, don't ever tell anybody ever again that you are a Christian. This is a guy that calls, he stands behind a pulpit and he leads a flock of, of sheep, you know, uh, blindly about this Israel. What are a few things that you would tell somebody like him or to my family members who are cautioning me or to the at-large programmed populace to look into about whether or not the, the, the pro-homosexual, pro-abortion, secular nation-state of Israel formed in the 1940s is the Israel of the Bible that Jesus is talking about. You know, I would take them to the Bible itself and show them key scriptures like Galatians chapter 3, Galatians chapter 4. You know, the Bible says, unto Abraham and to his seed were the promises made. Not seeds, plural, but seed, one seed, which is Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, if ye be Christ's, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promises. See, what your family's bringing up about, hey, you got to be careful about what you say about Israel, is that God told Abraham, I will bless those who bless thee and curse those who curse thee. And they're applying that to the nation of Israel. Whereas the Bible says that that promise was made to Abraham and to his seed, which is Christ, and that if we're in Christ, we're the seed. So really what that would be applicable in 2023 is that if you bless Christians, you'll be blessed by God. If you curse Christians, you'll be cursed by God, but not the state of Israel. So, you know, these people need to read the book of Galatians, pretty much the entire book, but especially chapters three and four, just completely destroys this idea that this secular state of Israel are Jews, but they're hung up on their ethnicity or something, because you try to explain to them, it's a Christ rejecting religion. And they'll say, well, yeah, but, you know, that, that like they're descended from Abraham or so. First of all, how about the fact that they're white people? I mean, they have red hair, freckles, blonde hair, blue eyes. Like, what in the world? They're literally predominantly Europeans who have converted to Judaism because they hate the Lord Jesus Christ. And they want to have the Old Testament minus Jesus. They want to, you know, not have the Messiah. And so... The Bible tells in the New Testament, avoid genealogy. So here's what I'd like to know. If God cares about our ethnicity, if God cares who is literally descended from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, then why does he specifically tell us in the New Testament to avoid genealogies two different times? Uh, Because it doesn't matter whether we're red, yellow, black, and white. The only thing that matters is that we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior. And so this this idea that somehow that, you know, their ethnicity makes them special it's absurd. They've been mixing with Europeans and everybody else in the world for the last 2000 years. We've all got a little bit of their blood in us because we've all mixed for thousands of years. And so the the whole idea of, you know, an ethnic special people in the New Testament is just contrary to everything that the New Testament teaches. Unfettered subordination to our fake government corporate crime syndicate, just compliance, along with unrelenting programming and gaslighting and brainwashing by a Zionist funded media is what produces the 
unquestionable, unwavering support for this nation state of Israel. But where is your unquestioning allegiance and spiritual love and pouring in going to be? Is it going to be to the media and to this government, this murderous corporate crime syndicate? Is it going to be to some secular nation state or is it going to be to the Bible and to the word of God? That's a choice that you have to make. Couldn't have said it better. Pastor Stephen Anderson, thank you so much for coming. We appreciate it. Hope you'll come back soon. Yeah, thank you. God bless. God bless you. You need to protect yourself against government theft, the inevitable great financial reset. You wake up one day, your checking account, your savings account, it's all reset to zero. Get physical gold and silver. I buy my gold and silver from Gold Co. because I trust them, and they have treated everybody in the Stu Crew audience, all of the viewing audiences, very, very well. Uh, and I recommend Gold Co. Call them today, 855-706-GOLD. Criminal government theft, illegal criminal taxation, funding the forever wars, funding the bioweapons, unleashing attack. We're, we're funding all of it. And when they don't have enough money, they're going to just come and take yours. It's inevitable. Protect yourself now. Call my friends at Gold Co. 855-706-GOLD. Again, 855-706-GOLD. We'll be right back. Armslist.com is America's firearms marketplace. Unwavering in their belief of the right of the people to keep and bear arms, Armslist.com has been fighting for our Second Amendment rights, battling the Brady campaign and their cronies since their initial assault in 2013, and Armslist has emerged victorious. Armslist.com is not only at the forefront of the fight for your rights, no, it's also your go-to platform to buy, sell, and trade firearms, or ammo, or optics, and more, and do it all locally, or you can tap into their nationwide network of firearms dealers. So for a limited time, Armslist is extending an exclusive discount to members of the Stu Crew. That's you. Head to armslist.com slash Peters. Use the coupon code Stu to get your first month of premium membership at, get this, 99 cents. 99 cents. Go to armslist.com slash Peters. Join the fight. Come get what they want to take right now at armslist.com slash Peters. If you're over 35 and like the typical American, you start to feel tired around noon. Your ability to focus just keeps getting worse as you get older. For energy, you've probably tried coffee or tea or even worse, one of those sugary, poisonous drinks that promises energy for hours, but they just don't work. Your focus never improves. ESS-60 is a molecule that Big Pharma doesn't want you to know about. And that's because Big Pharma's evil and they want to kill you. And also they know how effective this is and they can't make any money off of continuously slowly poisoning you to death. Historically, this is dramatically extending the lives of test subjects and it's why I'm hooked. My Vital C is made with just two ingredients, olive oil and a powerful nano antioxidant, 125 times more powerful than vitamin C. That's ESS 60. It's also backed by a full 30 day money back guarantee. Go to myvitalc.com slash stew. Again, that's myvital, the letter C, dot com slash stew. Also, use the coupon code stewpeters at checkout for an additional 15% off your initial order. That's myvitalc.com slash stew. I really wish I didn't have to bring you this disgusting news, especially if you're a man over 45. Do you feel the sudden and urgent need to urinate several times during the day or night? Does it take you even 30 seconds before any piss comes out? According to a shocking discovery from scientists at Harvard and Stanford, there's a high chance that you're dealing with something they call a moldy prostate. Yeah, a moldy prostate. This means that your prostate is being coated in a special type of mold, completely different mold than what you see on your food, but extremely threatening nonetheless. Left untreated, it damages your prostate until it becomes nearly impossible to enjoy a steady stream when you go to the bathroom. Moreover, your ability to get an erection is severely affected. Flowforce Max is a completely natural, 100% effective way to destroy that fungus that's colonizing your urinary tract right now. It allows you to enjoy a powerful and steady flow every time you go to the bathroom, and it helps you get a more powerful, stronger, longer-lasting erection. This prostate-shrinking candy has already been tried by more than 35,000 men aged 45 to 75 with amazing results. 
It's time to put an end to all of your prostate problems. Go to flowforcemax.com slash stew. Again, that's flowforcemax.com slash stew. Welcome back. So one by one, the speech barriers of the fraudulent, pedophilic, illegitimate regime are crumbling into dust. One of the first voices, as you all know, to be shut down and purged entirely from the Internet by the regime all the way back in 2018 was Alex Jones. Supposedly, Alex Jones broke Twitter's rules against abusive behavior, but this was a complete sham. Maybe it was because he was actually doing a great job of exposing the elites in our government, including the Clintons. One of the things you've been talking about on your show is your allegation that government officials are aiding in pedophilia, <coughs> child trafficking, and the grooming of children, right? You mean like what Jeffrey Epstein did with the Clintons? Ah! Some hacks and wannabe dictators will sometimes claim that Alex Jones got banned for promoting violence, for claiming that the Sandy Hook shooting was a hoax. Those are lies. In reality, Alex Jones got banned simply for picking a fight with CNN's Oliver Darcy, whom he called a rat. right here the guy that goes around policing and calling for censorship and then claims that trump's wrong there's no censorship of conservatives or patriots you are incredibly shameful how are you doing alex you're just a look at you look what you are literally an anti-american anti-free speech coward you're going to go down the history books at the criminal news network this is the one of the main this is one of the main people right here who thinks you have no memory who sits there and lobbies show him that sits there and lobbies people to take other news off, <coughs> claiming they're fake when CNN is the fakest WMD, Gulf Arab state uh, dictatorship funded. Unbelievable. I mean, look at those eyes, folks. If you want to see the eyes of a rat, the, no, I mean, seriously, just, just, just I'm looking at the camera. Look at those eyes. Look. It's a pretty mild insult, actually, all things considered. I mean, Alex Jones could have called Darcy a pedophile lookalike. That would have been totally accurate, by the way. But no, Twitter literally banned Jones for calling Darcy a rat. But in reality, though, Jones was actually banned for exactly one reason. Because he enraged the regime. But now Alex Jones is back. Over the weekend, ex-owner Elon Musk posted a simple question. Quote, reinstate Alex Jones on this platform. Vox Populi, Vox Die. That last part means the voice of the people is the voice of God. And the people spoke. By more than a two-to-one margin, ex-users voted to have Alex Jones unbanned, and early Sunday morning, Musk lifted this ban. Danielson works for the Free Cities Foundation as an administrative assistant. Before joining that foundation, she worked for liberty-focused nonprofit think tanks, including the Mrs. Institute and the National Constitutional Law Union. She's also a homeschooling mother of three. She's one of Alex's many fans on Twitter and online, and she joins us now. I mean, how important is this? It's very important, Stu. I mean, this is like free speech and liberty that we are fighting with the regime right now. And it's something that is very important to me. I was actually one of the people who voted yes to bringing back Alex Jones on Twitter. 
And it's just something that needs to happen. And it's something that I saw before COVID, they were systematically trying to shut down voices. This is something that I don't think people really understand. Alex Jones was the big test, in my opinion, to silencing voices and dissent with the regime. Yeah. So uh, bringing him back is, is a good point to bring back freedom. So I was banned. Uh, personally, my account was banned uh, leading up to the 2020 election. We were talking about COVID-19. We were exposing the weapon of biowarfare. I was allowed back on far before Alex Jones. Why do you think that they kept him in the dark and off of that platform for as long as they did? You know, Elon specifically mentioned that it was a Sandy Hook issue that he took issue with himself. Um, but when he went and did research, he thought Alex, I believe, was banned because of Sandy Hook. That's not the case. As you mentioned, it was Oliver picking a fight with Oliver that the reason why he was banned. And I did listen to the call with Alex and Elon yesterday on um, the spaces on Twitter. Uh, and, you know, I think they made amends. I think they finally understood each other, which was fantastic. It, it was a wonderful call. And I, I highly recommend everybody go to Twitter and listen to that specific space. We, we certainly really have our beefs with Elon Musk's, uh, you know, agenda. I mean, SpaceX, fake rockets, not able to you know, penetrate the firmament. We've got uh, you know, the fake space program. We've got uh, Neuralink. We're going to put chips in everybody's brains and control their memories and their thoughts and their dreams, predictive programming, all of these things. So, I mean, obviously, we don't like any of that stuff. Uh, but it seems like, and Tesla, I mean, what a, a garbage car. They're crashing all over the place because they're like automated. It's, it's insane. AI this and that. But it seems like he's really holding his weight when it comes to truly making X a free speech platform. I mean, we just saw him recently tell Zionists to F off. Disney's, uh, you know, Iger told him, you know, hi, Bob, if you're in the crowd. I mean, he's really not really caring. I think his give a F meter is broken when it comes to any kind of outside criticism for what he's doing on this platform. Do you agree? I, I agree 100%. And actually, I was banned on Twitter and Elon was personally unbanned me himself. So I was one of those people that he unbanned because I was speaking out against Zelensky. And, you know, I'm, I'm watching him do posts. He's reading Hayek. He's reading Liberty books. I, I'm watching him fall into that Austrian type libertarian mindset. And it, it's just refreshing to see he, he's a billionaire with FU money and he's telling people to, you know, F you. And that's what we need in society. We need these natural elites to get out there and start pushing back against these evil, evil people in the industry that have somehow gotten a foothold. So you look at places like Telegram or Gab. These are real, true free speech platforms that kind of came in and then they they uh, had this this big explosion when Dorsey and the old Twitter started banning everyone. Why is Twitter so powerful now when these other platforms were like, hey, we've been free speech from the beginning? I think it's just because Twitter was, you know, beforehand, uh, a silent, you know, a silencing platform, and now they're, they're more free. Um, and people are just connected more on there. I mean, personally, I've met many people through Twitter, including, you know, Congressman Thomas Massey, um, Rob Schneider, and a few other people. Um, for some odd reason, it's just easier to instantly connect to people and contact them. Massey, by the way, so seems it, to be the only real, true America First uh, representative in all of Congress right now. I mean, what that guy oh, is doing—he's wonderful. Is, yeah, what what he's doing is extremely uh, brave. I, I have a lot of respect for Massey. He—he—he's uh, a friend. Um, actually, you know what? If you look behind me, you can see the the, the Christmas card that was very. Uh, 
controversial, you know, with the one he's holding guns. Actually, his actual Christmas card is them holding banjos. So I want to make that clear. <laughs> they really weren't holding guns in their actual Christmas card. It was banjos. But yeah, he's a fantastic representative. And I, I truly believe he's, you know, one of the good ones. You know, he's up there with Ron Paul, in my opinion. As a matter of fact, if you go visit him in Congress, he has a Ron Paul sticker, uh, signed sticker on his desk. So, I mean, he's just, he's a wonderful person. I, I, triple, I believe he's genuine, unlike so many people in Congress right now. Alex Jones will be on this program this week. He'll be here on the Stu Peters Show, along with, I believe, Owen Schroyer, fresh out of prison, uh, will be on the program as well. I believe I'm also slated to be on the Alex Jones Show on the InfoWars Network uh, this week as well. There is a great deal of respect that is owed to Alex Jones. Uh, I, I he was have, right. I have a tremendous respect for Alex uh, I think that the, the, there's a mutual respect, no doubt. I think that he respects this platform and me personally. Um, and and I, I think that there's, you know, a kind of a realization that it's going to be platforms like this one and like Alex Jones's platform. You know, he's been around for decades. He has said some things that I don't necessarily agree with, and I'm not afraid to tell him that. He has said things, and I have said things that he doesn't agree with. When I came out and said that Maui was, you know, direct energy weapons, you know, Alex Jones was like, I don't know what this Stu Peters is talking about. Uh, This clearly was the power lines. This clearly was not. And then a week later, after he did his research into what direct energy weapons were, when he realized, yeah, Stu Peters was right about this, he didn't just say Stu Peters was right and move on. He actually had me on uh, his program to -to face-to-face say, hey, you were right. You were right, and uh, you know I was wrong, and I, I want to admit that. This is somebody who truly has always really been questioning the narrative and searching for the truth. This isn't like some egotistical maniac who's you know a narcissist that just wants to be a bloviating blowhard on television every day, like what we see from the Fox News Channel and CNN and MSNBC and ABC and just name it. Any cable news outlet, even I'm talking Newsmax and OAN. This is not what this guy is. There's no ego involved with Alex. As much as people want to say that there is, that's not what this is. He truly has been questioning the official narrative and looking for the truth for decades. He's finding it. He's been right more times than he's been wrong, and he's humbly admitted when he is wrong. Uh, and so I've got a tremendous amount of respect for Alex Jones. I'm really, really happy that he's, uh, that he's allowed you know, back on X. I think that it's a, a tremendous asset for people who are looking for not even necessarily the truth or answers because sometimes we are wrong. We say things, sometimes we get it wrong. We generally are right when we go the opposite way of what the media or the government tells us to go. But we apologize, we admit it when we're wrong, we apologize when we're wrong, we address it, we don't just run away from it. And, uh, you know, I think it's a a great place for people to go if they really want to see somebody who's asking the right questions. Alex Jones asked the right questions. A minute left, final take. And, you know, Alex Jones, he's apologized several times. It's time for people to just start accepting it and move on. He has a right to speak, and I support it. He's not always right. I don't always agree with him. But he has that right. Pushing back against the narrative is what needs to happen. Yeah, and it's nothing about Alex Jones personally that people need. He's not here to make friends, nor am I. Um, I, I don't really care if you like me, to be honest with you. I'm not here to make friends. I am void of any outside criticism. I just don't care. I'm not constantly seeking reaffirmation and people going, oh my gosh, I just love Stu Peters. I don't need it. I don't care. There is a mission. There is a goal. This is a mantle, a a divinely given mantle that is, is here to protect people, to save lives, 
to honor God, to put Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior first, and to wear it on my sleeve and say it proudly and loudly with my shoulders rolled back and my head held high, wherever I go, that will always be the message. And so I don't care. Well, we have to fight for our children and for their future. That's, That's right. where we're at now. Absolutely. We are at war, uh, both kinetically. World War III has already started. We're there. So there is a kinetic war happening right now. We're on the brink of a civil war. We are absolutely at the precipice, if not right in the middle of a spiritual war. And it's good versus evil. Which side are you going to be on? Trust good people. Whether they get it right all the time or not is irrelevant. I mean, who would you rather listen to? Alex Jones and Stu Peters or Brian Kilmeade and Steve Ducey? I mean, who? Alex Jones and Stu Peters, yeah, I mean, in my opinion. Of course. But, but <laughs> I, the audience at large, ask yourself the question who do you think is really here for the right purpose? Who do you think is. Why do you think it's that we are so passionate? Why do you think it's that we are so attacked? Why do you think it is that we are so persecuted? Yeah, I was attacked actually very badly uh, for voicing my opinions on Alex Jones on Twitter. I was called multiple names, but you know what? I just don't care anymore. I'm numb to the insults. It's about yeah. fighting for that future. For Good our for kids. you. I, I that, hope that's that, where I'm at right I now. I hope that you're multiplied by 340 million in this country. Nan uh, Natalie Danielson, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Alex Jones, welcome back to X. Excited to have you on the program. We'll be talking to you soon. More of the Stu Peter Show coming up in 60 seconds. Go nowhere. The human body is made up of 60% water, but how much of that has been corrupted by the smog, filth, and poison of the modern world? You need to quench your body's thirst for purity. Do it with hydrogen water from airwaterhealing.com. Neutralize free radicals with rich antioxidants. Reduce inflammation, protect against chronic illness, and supercharge immunity. Lose weight, improve endurance, reduce muscle fatigue, and speed up recovery. Support brain health, improve your memory and mood enhance skin health give yourself a youthful and radiant glow go to airwaterhealing.com promo code stew this is airwaterhealing.com if you have been waiting for a screaming deal on one of my favorite pieces of gun gear then you need to check out this special holiday promo from vanish holsters They're doing an awesome deal you can buy one of their ultra comfortable holsters at a discount and then get a second one for 50 percent off the already low discounted price this is perfect if you want to own and use the most comfortable holster and give one to a friend or a family member. The holidays are upon us. I promise you'll love this holster more than any other holster that you own. The reason why is because you can use it to carry almost any gun that you own in absolute comfort. It's so comfortable you'll forget that you're wearing it, which is why it's called the Vanish Holster. This revolutionary holster fits 99% of all semi-auto handguns, works without a tactical belt. It lets you carry in multiple positions and it also lets you conceal two fully loaded magazines. Don't run out of ammo. Best of all, it comes with a money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, you get all of your money back with a hassle-free return policy. Now, since this is a holiday deal, it's set to expire soon. And let's be real. You know what's going on in our nation. You know criminals are more emboldened than ever, and the threat of terrorism is looming large. So don't make the mistake of not being armed just because your current holster is completely uncomfortable. Hurry up and grab this because the deal ends on December 25th. Go to vnsh.com slash stew right now so you can have a holster that makes it a pleasure to carry all day, every day. Again, that's vnsh.com slash stew for Vanish Holsters. If you're feeling overwhelmed this holiday season, stressed out, believe me, I get it. You're definitely not alone. November and December demands end-of-year tasks, holiday preparations, gift shopping, family get-togethers, long-distance relationships, travel accommodations. It can all be a relentless source of stress. Well, breathe easy now because of Stress Guardian. They're here to help. 
It's the latest scientific breakthrough from our great friends and geniuses over at Bioptimizers, the men behind Magnesium Breakthrough. It's packed with a blend of 14 adaptogenic herbs that help to regulate your stress response naturally, granting you control over your holiday stress and stress beyond the holiday season, of course. But with daily use, Stress Guardian becomes your personal shield against seasonal tension, enhancing both your mental and physical well-being. Say goodbye to just surviving. This holiday season, thrive instead with Stress Guardian. To get your head start on your holiday stress, visit StressGuardian.com slash Peters and use promo code StuPeters for 10% off on your first order. Again, that's StressGuardian.com slash Peters. By Optimizer is so confident in their products, they offer a risk-free 365-day money-back guarantee, a whole year. Discover the secret to peace on earth this holiday season. Visit StressGuardian.com slash Peters. Welcome back. So Donald Trump is unquestionably going to be the Republican nominee for president in 2024. I mean, that's criminally obvious to anyone who's paying the slightest bit of attention or who has the slightest understanding of the present-day Republican Party base. But for some reason, the RNC continues to hold fake presidential primary debates for a bunch of people who have no hope of being the presidential nominee. So another such debate was just held last week on Wednesday, pitting Vivek Ramalama, Deep State, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, and Chris Christie against each other for the right to finish a distant second, I guess. But if the debate was pointless, that doesn't mean that it wasn't entertaining as well. The best part of the debate was seeing the career of Nikki Haley, the warmongering neocon, go up in flames. Whether you trust him or not, Vivek Ramaswamy did a great job by putting Haley on the spot about what the actual provinces in dispute are in Ukraine. So foreign policy experience is not the same as foreign policy wisdom. I want everybody at home to note that I was the first person to say we need a reasonable peace deal in Ukraine. Now a lot of the neocons are quietly coming along to that position with the exceptions of Nikki Haley and Joe Biden who still support this what I believe is pointless war in Ukraine. And I think those with foreign policy experience, one thing that Joe Biden and Nikki Haley have in common is that neither of them could even state for you three provinces in eastern Ukraine that they want to send our troops to actually fight for. Look at that. This is what I want people to understand. These people have, I mean, she has no idea what the hell the names of those provinces are, but she wants to send our sons and daughters and our troops and our military equipment to go fight it. So reject this myth that they've been selling you, that somebody had a cup of coffee stint at the UN and then makes eight million bucks after, has real foreign policy experience. It takes an outsider to see this through. Look at the blank expression. She doesn't know the names of the provinces that she wants to actually fight for. And there's a puppet managers right there, the donors, the donors right there that are playing like the puppet. That was a much needed and very important moment because... Suddenly, there's been this huge amount of energy put into promoting Nikki Haley's incredibly fake, astroturfed presidential campaign. Nobody in middle America actually likes Haley. She polls horribly. But suddenly, there's this flood of news coverage babbling about a Haley surge. The press is highlighting ridiculous polls claiming that Haley could beat Biden by 10 or 15, even 17 points. That's actually one of the recent polls that got attention. Would that ever happen in a million years? Obviously not. So, unshockingly, the press is lying to you. Yet again, the empire of lies is hard at it. And they're trying to trick Republican voters into handing the party back to the neocon faction. Of course, it's not just that neocon Nikki loves war with Russia and Iran, though she does. No, Nikki Haley is horrible in a bunch of ways. She has said publicly that we should get rid of online anonymity so that there's no more secrecy online. 
everyone's statements are tied to their real name. What about whistleblowers? She has said publicly that parents should be allowed to transition their children to the opposite sex. She said the, quote, law should stay out of it, and we shouldn't take action to protect kids from mad scientists, parents, and teachers. She's a lunatic. She's crazy. That was bad enough that Elon Musk himself said last week that Haley's campaign is dead. Well, he's partly right. It's dead, but not from that. With actual voters, it's always been dead. Isabella Riley Moody is a personality on X who spoke a lot of us a few days ago when she tweeted, quote, Nikki Haley is a dumb bitch. Well said. She joins us now. Uh, Isabella, thank you so much for coming. We appreciate you being here. Thank you, Stu, for having me on. And yes, I knew that tweet would do well because, listen, I don't even watch the Republican presidential debates because, as you said, they're pointless. I only watch like the little clips we see on X because that's really everything we need to know. And even before that debate, I did indeed know that Nikki Haley is a dumb bitch. But Vivek really did point out how stupid she is. I mean, she doesn't even know three provinces in Ukraine or, as I like to call it, gay crane. I don't know three provinces in gay crane, but I'm also not pushing to send billions of our tax dollars to the country or the so-called country. So it's just funny. But I do want to point out a thing about Nikki Haley is I think that we should grant her a moment of silence as we applaud her for emasculating Ron DeSanctimonious because she's actually beating him in the polls, which is crazy. But then again, who believes these polls? Why is the Zionist-funded empire of lies mouthpiece that we know as the media, including the Fox News Channel and every other alternative so-called conservative outlet, talking to us about this Haley surge? I, I really don't understand it. It's just like what you said. They want us to fund these countries. They want these wars to continue. They love the neocon part of the, the party. So that's just honestly what both parties want. And that's why Nikki Haley, her top her top donor is actually from Ukraine. He's a Ukrainian billionaire. And then also her, another top donor of hers is a Democrat. So this is just what both parties want. They want us to be part of these wars. They want us to waste our money on these countries like Israel and Ukraine and not spend it here securing our own borders and actually dealing with problems here. Do you believe that it's criminally obvious that Trump's going to be the nominee? Yes. Why are we having these debates? I mean, I mean honestly, how fake is our entire system? I, it's just completely fake. We're having the debates because they think that we're stupid. Some people like you and me know the truth that we know that these debates do not matter, but there's still like boomers. Like a lot of our voter base are boomers who maybe like Nikki Haley, who like these other candidates that have absolutely no shot. And they like to pretend that these things aren't already all figured out, that the answers are still, that they actually still have a a chance to decide what's going to happen. But realistically, they don't. We don't. Trump's going to take the nominee. Now, if he wins, I'm still skeptical. Yeah. Uh, explain that. What do you mean by that? I just I feel like why would they let him win? What have we actually done to reverse these back um, the previous things that have happened in the previous elections where Carrie Lake didn't win, Donald Trump didn't win. I just don't think that they'll give it back to him. And if they do, maybe it's because he's in with them more than we hope he is. Well, we know that he was in Israel smooching the wall. Uh, exactly. We know that he was pushing the bioweapon, saying that it saved millions of lives. We know that he locked down the country. We know that he claimed responsibility for Operation Warp Speed. We know that he had 
uh, you know, Zionists in his cabinet and his inner circle. You'd look no further than Jared Kushner and Ivanka. Uh, we, we, I mean, we know that he was kind of in bed with this uh, eternal deep state, Mitch McConnell, the turtle Lord and Lindsey Graham and the golfing outings and shaking hands with Bruce Jenner at, you know, gay pride events at Mar-a-Lago. Why the unfettering support for Donald Trump? And nobody's allowed to question him at all whatsoever. What, to what do you attribute that? I'm not sure. I feel like people are still holding on to this 2016 idea of Trump when he was really the most like brutally honest that he ever was. And we really thought he was going to build the wall. We really thought that he was going to fight against the establishment. But then in his presidency, we got nothing done, obviously, even the first two years, which when we had all three branches of government, we got nothing done. And he also we didn't know that he was going to put establishment figures in his in his cabinet, which he did. He had establishment figures surrounding him. So he did disappoint us. And I think that a lot of the support now is who else like who else is going to do anything. But that's why I'm pretty blackpilled on the whole situation. Whoever supposedly running our country isn't running our country and whoever they allow to run our country isn't really what's best for us. And I that's just how I feel. Benjamin Netanyahu is essentially the de facto president of the United States of America right now. I mean, he's just had limitless access to funds and missiles and bombs and aircraft and, you know, battleships and all that. I mean, this is really a dangerous situation that I think more and more people as a result of X opening up right now are starting to realize, hey, as we talked about with Pastor Anderson at the top of the show, Israel, the secular pro-homosexual pro-abortion nation state that loves to kill babies and forcefully inject their people with a bioweapon may not be the Israel of the Bible that Jesus was talking about. Do you agree? Yes. Um, my husband, who's a way more advanced Christian than I am, but he actually has been studying a lot into this. And he says that the true people of God are Christians or the people that go to church today. It's not these Jews who reject Jesus as God. I mean, how can these people be the people of God if they reject Jesus as God? It makes no sense. So do you think going back to Trump, do you think it's possible that the 2016 Trump was authentic? I mean, it, it could be very well that he was extremely authentic, that he was one of us, that he, I mean, he spoke for decades about becoming president someday. Now, we also know that for decades, our elections have been fake and rigged and stolen, and that the whole system is an illusion of this two-party representative constitutional republic, when in fact, we have a uniparty whose strings are pulled like puppets by puppeteers that exist in Israel and at the World Economic Forum and in Davos, uh, you know, of course. So do you think it's possible that they got to him and that there was some sort of threats of either death or assassination or bribery or blackmail. And that, that that's now why we've seen this morph into this kind of lukewarm Trump. Yes, I do think that's entirely possible. He did seem very authentic to me in 2016. That's when I fell in love with him. But he's become so lukewarm. And like you said, maybe it's because of threats. Maybe it's because of scandals to be revealed. Who knows? We all know that's how politics work and DC works. So it wouldn't be surprising. And maybe he was also just corrupted by the people he surrounded himself with. But these people telling him this is how you win. This is how you're going to become reelected. And clearly that didn't work. So well, I, mean, I, also I mean, that's think because 20... our votes don't count. I mean, so it wouldn't right. really matter. Have, you know, had Trump gone all the way, I, I don't think it would really matter because elections are fake. So moving right. forward, obviously, we can sit here and bitch and complain and moan and gripe and holler and yell and scream and pull our hair out and turn gray and get old and be stressed out, you know, um, all day long. What is the, you know, moving the ball? What, what, what is the solution to that? What do you think is going to happen if anything, in order to right the ship in this country, uh, you know, short of, you know, the return of Jesus Christ? Gosh, that's such a hard question, because like I said earlier, I'm so blackpilled. I just have 
really zero hope. I mean, we really need an an actual outsider to take office. And I just don't see how that could ever happen. I do think that maybe a national divorce could help out something like this. And I've actually talked about this with my husband as well. If Trump was in office, maybe we could push a national divorce under him and actually drain the swamp. I think that's the only way you could actually drain the swamp. But again, I think Trump has too big of an ego to where he would want to rule over the most of the country as he could. But I I really don't see a solution besides if we just break this country up. Well, I think we're giving up ground there. I mean, I see what you're saying, but I think then we're kind of surrendering and waving the white flag to a portion of our great country that was founded under God. Uh, You know, although be it by degenerates who wrote all of our framing documents, of course, we could get into that. I mean, these people were demonic as well. But, uh, you know, we've seen for decades, people still worship Ronald Reagan, one of the best presidents ever, really. Well, isn't this the guy who allowed unfettered illegal aliens to infiltrate his home state of California, nearly ruining it? And now look at California. I mean, we have Ronald Reagan to thank for that. Why can't people just be honest about what's really on the horizon and what's really around them? Are they that gaslit? Are they that programmed and brainwashed by this fake media? Yeah, I think that we have such low standards these days. I mean, you see Republicans, if if there's any time someone like Bill Maher, who is a liberal, says anything like, oh, free speech is good. We just are like, oh, this is our guy. We're so eager to welcome him into the party. Republicans are just so desperate because we've been so alienated for so long that when anyone says anything that we kind of like, then it's amazing. I mean, even Riley Gaines, I mean, she's pretty lukewarm Republican, if you say that. And just because she speaks out against a man who beat her in a swimming contest, now all of a sudden she's some conservative hero. No, we need to have higher standards if we actually ever want to get anything done. And we need to fight back against the whole big tent conservatism idea because being because letting go and kind of caving to these ideas that are completely demonic and against what we stand for are not going to be how we fix our country. We need to be steadfast and we need to be brutal in what we want. The regime is cracking down. There's no question about this uniparty, oppressive, you know, formation of some sort of an oligarchy here in this country, authoritarianism, Marxism, you know, uh, penetrating our schools, of course, with the critical race theory and the pro-transgender indoctrination of our children. This is a Marxist ideology. Uh, Of course, silencing and suppressing any dissenting voices to the illegitimate, pedophilic, fraudulent installed regime. Uh, We've got the, you know, elites of the world, this like global one world government, new world order, great reset, agenda 2030, whatever you want to call this thing is that's rushing our way. Seems that uh, Vladimir Putin, the president of Russia, is the only guy who's rejected that, which is why our fake Zionist funded media constantly makes him look like the boogeyman. He kicked the Rothschild's criminal banking cabal out of his country. He's arresting pedophiles. He's arresting the purveyors of pornographic film. He's putting them at like Siberia for hard labor. I mean, these are the things. He's a Russian nationalist. He's an Orthodox Christian. He cares about the interests of his country and his people first. Uh, if, if we had something like that here, it would be absolutely wonderful. Meanwhile, Nikki Haley is promoting the bombing of millions of people to make trillions of dollars. She's a neocon who wants interventions everywhere. The same thing with iPatch guy, Dan Crenshaw, the same thing with the turtle Lord, Mitch McConnell and, you know, Raytheon butt slut, Lindsey Graham. They want these wars to enrich and empower themselves in the D.C. Beltway along with all their cronies and their buddies that have these NGOs and people like Lockheed Martin where they make these missile testing sites in places like Ukraine where we're fighting an undeclared war, a proxy war against Russia, while Congress just opens the purse strings to flood these Zionist you know, uh, neo-Nazis in Ukraine. While they commit war crimes, war crimes happening in Israel, they're bombing apartment complexes and obliterating, you know, a densely populated small area of planet Earth where, 
you know, uh, 50% of these people, 75% of them are under the age of 15 or no, un- under the age of 25, 50% of them under the age of 15 were just bombing kids and then cheering it on. You have Pastor Greg Locke saying to blow up the rock of the dome. I mean, turn the thing into glass. The only intervention that's going to fix what we have happening in this country is when the American people rise up and intervene against this government. Yeah, let's let's hope that we do. Honestly, America needs a leader like Putin. And what's funny is you see all of the people in the media demonizing Putin because he's some murderer. But then we praise people like Nikki Haley, Dan Crenshaw, all these neocons who cheer on the like you said, the death to children and women abroad. Like it's it's okay if it's a bomb towards other people. That's okay. But if Putin kills some people, which I don't even know how true that is, but let's say he does. That's terrible, but it's okay for our people, for leaders in our country to send bombs and aid to kill children. It makes no sense. And as a new mother, seeing all the feed of all these babies being blown up in Gaza and just seeing all these people recklessly saying that we want to obliterate Gaza, I'm like, there's literal people there that are innocent. I have Orthodox Christian family members in Palestine. They're Orthodox Christian. Should they die because of this? Should Are they at fault for what's going on? No, but these people are just, they're just seeing blood. They're just bloodthirsty. But everyone else is evil and we're evil for saying that apparently. I couldn't have said it better. Again, uh, January 6th was not a violent insurrection. This country hasn't seen a violent insurrection yet. But when 340 million people realize what's being done to their families here at home, when the physical invasion that's being orchestrated and planned and implemented and carried out by the fake government corporate murderous crime syndicate that calls itself the federal government, when those weapons caches and dirty bombs start deploying here in our country against children here, it will no longer be a TV war on the Fox News channel that Brian Kilmeade cheers on. It will be children dying in the streets here. And we can't let it get to that point. And if we look at our, you know, the, the, the people of 1776, those brave people who made sacrifices that are unimaginable, they left their families to go fight a war where they absolutely had no chance of winning. They were outweaponed. They were outgunned. They were outnumbered. The tactics weren't, I mean, they used guerrilla warfare and made sacrifices while their wives were raped at home and their children were brutally murdered and killed. Because we didn't want that royal regime. We didn't want that dictatorship. We didn't want that oligarchy here. We wanted the constitution, the framework of this country, although be it by degenerates, we wanted the the ideas of individual liberty and freedom. We wanted to be a country that was free to worship Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. If we think today that we are entitled to inherit this peaceful country founded under God with these you know, sets of rules and freedoms and individual liberties without making sacrifice. I don't know what to tell you, but we're not. It's going to take some sacrifice. I think you realize that. You're a new mother. By the way, congratulations. Uh, it's, it's an incredible, as a, as a dad with three children, four children, it is incredibly difficult to look at the landscape of what we have going on in this country, to look at the future and not want to fight. We are commanded to pick up the sword and fight. We have to do that. What it looks like, I don't know. But the longer this goes on, the uglier it's going to be when it pops off. Follow her on X or Twitter, whatever we're calling it today, Isabella Riley Moody. Thank you so much. Congratulations again on both your recent marriage and, of course, your baby girl. God bless you. 
Thank you. Friends, I've got some alarming news. I've learned that over 70% of the power lines in our country, America, are over 25 years old, with many approaching the end of their typical 50 to 80 year life cycle. This will have severe consequences for our communities and our families, leaving us completely vulnerable to both power outages and cyber attacks. Coupled with the increasing number of major natural and manufactured disasters that our country is expected to experience in the future, it's no surprise that many Americans are searching for a safe and reliable alternative to traditional generators. Solar power generators are the only way to go, and solar power generators from Goal Zero offer a quiet, fume-free, reliable source of power. They're safe, they're portable, they're maintenance-free. A Goal Zero generator is ideal for all kinds of things, emergencies, camping, off-grid living. Don't wait for these people to manufacture another disaster. Go to survivalistscoop.com slash Peters to secure your family's safety right now. That's survivalistscoop.com slash Peters. What does the federal government do with your tax dollars? They waste billions in Ukraine. They give over $2,000 a month to illegal aliens invading our country. They murder scores of Americans with the corona hoax bioweapon jabs. They cheat in the elections and take away your voice. And when you complain about it, like the peaceful protests on January 6th, they put you in prison, torture you, and make up phony indictments against you. The enemy wants you to be a powerless slave that shuts up and does as you are told. But there is a way out of this tyranny. Freedom Law School has been teaching Americans for over 27 years that no law requires 99% of Americans to file and pay income tax. None of their students who have stopped paying have gone to prison or had their bank account and property stolen by the IRS. Go to freedomlawschool.org today to take five steps to freedom from IRS deception, robbery, and slavery. Totally free to set you free. Go to freedomlawschool.org today. If you're feeling overwhelmed this holiday season, stressed out, believe me, I get it. You're definitely not alone. November and December demands end of year tasks, holiday preparations, gift shopping, family get togethers, long distance relationships, travel accommodations. It can all be a relentless source of stress. Well, breathe easy now because of Stress Guardian. They're here to help. It's the latest scientific breakthrough from our great friends and geniuses over at Bioptimizers, the men behind Magnesium Breakthrough. It's packed with a blend of 14 adaptogenic herbs that help to regulate your stress response naturally, granting you control over your holiday stress and stress beyond the holiday season, of course. But with daily use, Stress Guardian becomes your personal shield against seasonal tension, enhancing both your mental and physical well-being. Say goodbye to just surviving. This holiday season, thrive instead with Stress Guardian. To get your head start on your holiday stress, visit StressGuardian.com slash Peters and use promo code StuPeters for 10% off on your first order. Again, that's StressGuardian.com slash Peters. Bioptimizer is so confident in their products, they offer a risk-free 365-day money-back guarantee, a whole year. Discover the secret to peace on Earth this holiday season. Visit StressGuardian.com slash Peters. We're seeing unprecedented criminal tax hikes, hyperinflation, a full-blown recession, and it's all part of the grand plan. The billions of dollars that Biden keeps sending to that corrupt, fake Ukraine. The trillions in new taxes that he wants to shove down your throat. The electronic banking system crash, resetting everybody to zero. Checking accounts, savings accounts, 401ks, IRAs, all of it. Zero. But you don't have to be a victim. Protect your money and get up to $10,000 in free silver to do it when you call my friends at GoldCo. GoldCo has helped to protect over $2 billion in gold and silver for people like you and me. And now they're offering you up to $10,000 in bonus silver when opening a qualified IRA account just for being a supporter of the Stu Peters Show. So whether you want to protect your 50 grand or a half a million or even more, 
This is your opportunity to protect yourself from our out-of-control, corrupt corporate crime syndicate. Don't be a victim. Call GoldCo, 855-706-GOLD. Again, 855-706-GOLD. Or go to goldco.com slash stew.